Welcome. You are listening to a sermon preached at Church at the Armory. If you like what you hear, share it. God bless you. Spirit, encourage the body. The scripture points out that that man is good and that that man is full of the Holy Ghost and that that man is full of faith. So one of the marks of a Holy Spirit-filled, faith-filled individual is that they are building up and encouraging the body. And one of the marks of those who are causing division and dissension and tearing down the body is that there will be the opposite of encouragement and you'll walk away feeling discouraged. Now don't y'all shout me down all at one time. How many of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about? And you'll walk away feeling discouraged because they did not speak from the spirit. They spoke from the flesh. Amen? And they did not speak from a position of faith. They spoke from a position of what my eyes can see. But what we don't realize is what our eyes can see will deceive us. Because what's real, no, no, no eye has seen nor has it even entered into the heart of man what he has in store for those who will believe. I'm preaching better than you're shouting this morning. No eye has seen. And when you speak from what your eye has seen, you're not speaking what God's going to do. You're speaking what you see. But when we encourage the body, when we prophesy, when we speak into the unseen realm, man, the body gets built up. Somebody say amen. amen. He goes on, verse uh, uh, Acts 15, I gotta, I gotta hurry. So when they were sent away, they went down to Antioch, and after gathering the congregation together, they delivered the letter. When they read it, they rejoiced. Notice a trend. Rejoicing happy people and encouragement. And I think there's a trend on the opposite side. Sour-faced, prune-eating people and worry and fear and doubt and, 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 and lack of faith. It's time that the people of God put a smile on their face and begin to speak what God sees. Build each other up. It does not take the gift of the Holy Ghost to discern what is wrong in this world. But who has the mind of the Lord? Who has the mind of Christ that can say what is not being said by Fox News and CNN? That can speak into a dead, dry valley of dry bones and say, live dry bones, come alive. That's people who know how to encourage the body. First Corinthians 14. Oh, no, no, no. I got to put this in there. Verse 32. Judas and Silas also being prophets. Everybody say prophets. Judas and Silas also being prophets encouraged and strengthened the brothers and sisters. Because that's what prophets do. Prophets prophesy strength to the body. Get the Old Testament mindset of prophecy out of your spirit. It is not what the Holy Ghost is in us all. And he has called us to build up the body. Verse verse 32, encourage and strengthen the brothers and sisters. And I just got to add this in there because I would be wrong not to say what the scripture says. Encourage and strengthen the brothers and sisters with a lengthy message. 
Y'all don't want no short message. Y'all need a long Chester message to get you encouraged. I can prophesy to you while you're sleeping. It's okay. Anyway, I had to throw that in there. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Paul's giving instruction to the church of how they assemble and they gather what that order of service should look like and how to do that. He says this. How many, raise your hand if you pray in the spirit and you pray in tongues. Raise your hand all across the room. Okay, good. All right, great. I'm glad you do that. Me too. Every day. I do not know the day that I don't pray in the Holy Spirit. But this is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14. Pursue love. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts. That word gifts has to be added. Really, it should read earnestly desire to be spiritual. But especially that you would prophesy. There's people in this room who don't think they're prophetic, but you are. You just don't realize what's going on. Well, I just had this thought. No, that thought was from the Holy Ghost. And when you shared that thought from the Holy Ghost with me, it encouraged and built me up. That might be prophecy. Whoa. Okay, so, so listen. For the one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to the people, but to God. You need that. I love praying and edifying, building myself up in my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You need that. Not, Paul's not diminishing that at all. Matter of fact, he's about to say, I speak in tongues more than all you suckers. That's in the Greek. I've been taking Greek. That's in there. Okay? So listen. What he says is this. For no one understands, but in his spirit he speaks mysteries. But the one who prophesies, when you gather together as a church, and somebody prophesies, he speaks to the people for three purposes. To edify the people, to exhort the people, and to console the people. What is the spirit? What is the paraclesis? He is the comforter who wants to build up, bring consolation and faith and build up the people. Amen? Jesus said to the disciples who want to prophesy fire from heaven like they read about in the Old Testament, you don't know what spirit you're of. But the Holy Ghost wants to come and bring comfort to his people. He wants to encourage his people, exhort his people, build up and strengthen his people. That's the purpose of gathering together in the New Testament that we would prophesy, pray for one another, encourage one another. I had, I mean, we were in a in youth group many, many years ago, and there's this kid, man. He thought he was Jeremiah or something. Okay, he gets up in the middle of a youth service. Starts prophesying Old English at 14. Thus saith the Lord, thou today must understand that thy sins are like the sands of the sea, and God would like to wipe thee out, rest you come now and repent to him. So this 14-year-old is prophesying in old English about how the church's sins are like the sands of the sea, and if you don't repent, he's going to wipe us out. The youth pastor very tactfully got up there and kind of, you know, when he was in, uh, 
and he began to undo everything that was done in a wrong spirit. Well, how do you know it was wrong? A, am I saying that the Holy Spirit never warns? I'm not saying that. I'm saying the primary function of the Holy Spirit in our gatherings is to build up, exhort, and edify, and console. I've given words of warning before, but my words of warning are a percentile of the vast majority of other words that are meant to encourage you right now and build up the body. Paul says this, the one who prophesies speaks to people. Why? Because he's the one who prophesies is there to edify, exhort, and console the people. The one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Acts chapter 16. I'm gonna give you some, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go very quickly through some examples in the scripture. Acts chapter 16. They left prison. Everybody say prison. Everybody say persecution. They left prison, entered the house of Lydia, and when they saw the brothers and sisters, they encouraged them, and then they departed. Look at me. It does not say that the ones who were arrested went to the house of Lydia and the church, house church encouraged the ones who were imprisoned. It says the ones who were in jail, the ones who were in the fight, the ones who were in the struggle, well, I'm preaching better than you, Shabbat. The ones who were going through having been falsely imprisoned, but just watch God show up and deliver them. They're the ones who went to the house church and began to prophesy and encourage the people. I'm trying to say as nicely as I can. All of us at some point in our... Mm, all of us at some point in our life need encouragement. But I'm telling you right now, whatsoever a man sows, God will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that, that thing they sow, they shall reap. I'm, I'm going to start embarrassing people at church more often, so just get used to it. I just want to brag on a certain individual just to make a point here. Becky Parnell is a woman of God. The day after she buries her father, she's at church on a Sunday morning. It was also Miss Aubrey's, also Devin's last day at church. And while she's grieving, while she has gone through her personal prison, while she's grieving, she's going to, after everybody come and pray for her, she gets out of her seat, goes down to Devin, stands in front of him and blesses that young man and prays and prophesies. Fast forward another week, another death in the family. And she calls me, I think two days ago, I heard somebody, family member passed away. What can I do to help and encourage them? Here she is grieving to the loss of two people in her family. And what she's thinking about is not, what she's thinking about is how can I encourage and build up the body around me? Yeah. 
I think she understands two things. One, I think she understands the power of encouragement. And I think she understands that I'm in a situation in my life where I need something, so I'm going to give it away so it'll come back to me. Are y'all hearing me? Y'all hearing me? So they come out of prison, go into the house, and they begin to encourage them. Verse uh, chapter 18 of Acts, when he wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples, welcome him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. How did he help them? Through encouragement. Real simple point, encouragement helps. Raise your hand if you've ever been helped by encouragement. Thank you. Paul in Macedonia, Acts chapter 20. After the uproar had ceased, Paul sent for the disciples. There's an uproar. There's prison. There's persecution. After that uproar had ceased, he encouraged them and, and he took and then he left for Macedonia. Acts chapter 20, verse 2. When he had gone through the region and given them much encouragement. This is what Paul's doing with his missionary journey. We think that he's only going and getting lost people saved. He is doing that, but part of his journey is also the duty to go to all believers everywhere and strengthen the churches and build them up and encourage them. It's as much of a missionary to encourage the body as it is to win the lost to Christ. Yeah? Yeah? And then a few chapters later, Paul got on a boat. And they go out to sea. And then now they're shipwrecked. Remember that? They're shipwrecking this boat. They're adrift at sea. They're going to die unless God shows up. 276, I think it is. 276 men on this boat will perish if God doesn't show up. Paul didn't run to the bow and throw ashes on his face and pray and try to get God to do something. He heard from the Lord and then he spent his time encouraging everybody else on the sinking ship. He wasn't down in the bottom of the boat begging God to do something. He heard from the Lord and then he spent his time for days encouraging everybody else who's scared out of their mind that they're about to die. Let me read it to you real fast. The soldiers cut the ropes of the ship's boat and let it fall away. In other words, their lifeboat was no longer attached to the ship. Anybody ever feel like that? That you're, you're on the ride. There is no plan B. Either it will sail or it will sink. But we're going down with the ship or we're going to find a harbor somewhere. But all, uh, plan B in the lifeboat is no longer attached. Y'all out there. And so here he is. Until the day was about to dawn. Listen to what I just said. All night long. Until the day was about to dawn, Paul kept encouraging them. Boys, eat something. God's about to show up. You're going to have to have some strength. It's time to eat. Well, how can you eat right now? We're about to die. Because we're not about to die. We're about to live. You need some food. We also need to lighten the ship. Eat a lot. 
right? And all night long, Paul is encouraging these guys, eat something. Today is the 14th day that you have been constantly watching and going without eating and have taken in nothing. Therefore, I encourage you to take some food, for this is for your survival. Listen to me. For I mean, he's prophesying. This is the ship is in peril. Everybody thinks they're going to die, but one man knows how to prophesy encouragement. This is what he says. I encourage you to take some food, for this is for your survival, for not a hair from your head of any of you will perish. Come on, somebody showed up to church this morning. Somebody feels like their lifeboat is drifting away. Somebody feels like they're in a sinking ship. Somebody feels like they're going to die. And somebody needs somebody in this room to get up in their face and say, God says not a hair from your head is going to fall to the ground. You're going to live and you're not going to die. That's what church is about. That's what we want. That's what we want to have when we gather together. We want the encouragement of the saints. Oh, brother, I just don't know if we're going to make it. That's not church. That's trutch. I just don't know if we're going to make it. How can we read the scriptures And read things like not a hair from your head will fall to the ground and come out here and speak negative over the things God's doing. Well, I'm preaching right now. That's not what the church is about. That's not why we gather together. That's not what the body of Christ is for. We're here to strengthen one another. We're here to build each other up. We're here to prophesy the, the, the will of God into each other's lives so that people will live and not die. I remember two weeks ago, it was in this building, and, I, and, and I'm prophesying and I'm preaching this concept that God will equip us to go and be the church. Two days later, I'm asking myself this question. God, is anybody listening? Is anybody hearing? And my phone just started, my phone just started beeping. People started texting me. Hey, I just prayed with my grandparents who I haven't prayed with in years. Right, brother? I just prayed with my grandparents. And, and when my grandmother started praying over me, was it your, when your mom or your grandma? Huh? Your grandmother. And she said, I could hear my grandmother's prayers over my life. And listen to me. It was, it was like, hey, this is a guy who heard me. This was also in the middle of our overseer meeting where we're talking about the future of the church. And in a moment, a shot in the arm comes into my spirit. I'm like, here we go. It's working. He had no idea where I was. He had no idea what I was doing. But just a simple text message of this is what God's doing in my life. is the timing of God. He said to my spirit, not a hair is going to fall from your head. You see what I'm saying? This week, I'm, I'm, I've got something I'm fixing to preach in just a second. And somebody calls me and says, I feel the Lord speaking to me about this. And I'm like, but if they get two sentences in, I just start laughing. And I'm like, this is great. I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. Chesterfields, 
Why? Because somebody decided to call and use their tongue to build up and say what God's doing rather than to. Amen? Amen? That's the purpose of the church. Listen, let's go on. Oh, by the way, everybody encouraged, got encouraged, and they ate, and they lived. Let the he who has an ear hear what the Lord is saying right now. Let's all get encouraged and eat and live. Amen. Romans 15 says this. We who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength. Not just pleasing ourselves. Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good. To his edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but it is written, the taunts of those who taunt you have fallen on me. Verse 4, listen. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through the perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Stood yesterday at a graveside, and I used the scriptures Literally, that we do not grieve like those in the world, for we have a hope. Using the scriptures to comfort people and to give them hope in what is a perilous situation. Amen? The, what, you, look, 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 what you need to be doing is being full of the Spirit and being full of the Word. And I literally, and, and literally go to people and say, I have a scripture for you. I'm still hanging on to a scripture given to me over two weeks ago, pushing me forward. That's the reason we gather is somebody, got, I got a word for you. I got a scripture for you. I got something that's going to help you. I got something that's going to build you up. I got something that's going to give you some pep in your step. That's why we gather. Amen? That's one of the reasons we gather. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Hebrews chapter 3. Take care, brothers and sisters, that that will... Oh, this is good. Take care, brothers and sisters, that there will not be anyone among you an evil and unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. Now, if I just stopped right there, you would think this is what we need to do. We need to find everybody with the... This is what some people think their job is, too. We need to find everybody with an evil, unbelieving heart that's going to fall away from God. We need to cut them out right now. Let's get them cut out. Let's get them cut away like little bitty, you know, just leeches. Let's just pull them off and stop sucking the blood out of this house. <laughs> Take care that not one person among you has an evil and unbelieving heart that would fall away from God. And this is how you do it. This is how you take care of those evil, unbelieving hearts. But encourage one another every day. As long as it's still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. If there's a person in this room and you struggle with sin, you know what you need? You need a brother or sister in Christ to come alongside of you and encourage you that Christ in you is greater than the sin you're struggling with. Again, I'm not trying to be rude and somebody's going to take exception with this later, but it's an Old Testament prophet mentality to bring a sword to every meeting 
and just cut people away, cut them off, cut them away. But hear me, the Lord even wants to take those who are struggling and who even have the potential to fall away, and he wants you to encourage them every day if necessary. Encourage them to the point that they come and stay away from those things. Come on, raise your hand in the place if you want to save somebody from death. Spiritually speaking, raise your hand if you want to save somebody from spiritual death. Every hand in the room is up. You want to know how you can do that? Encourage them. One more scripture. We've talked about ways to encourage people through prophecy. We've talked about ways to encourage people through the scriptures. I'm going to give you one more. Everybody ready? I feel like I can talk about this because I feel like us as, a, as leadership of the church have so treated this topic with such care and dignity over the last few years. We can talk about this and it's okay. Giving money. All right, God bless you. Have a nice day. Welcome back to Church at the Army and Church at the Army next week. All right, okay. I want to read for you a scripture. Acts chapter 4, verse 35. And lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distributed to each one to the extent that any had a need. Are y'all listening to me? Y'all listening to me? Joseph. Everybody say Joseph. A Levite of Cyprian birth, who the apostles called Barnabas, And that word Barnabas means son of encouragement. That's what the scripture says. The scripture says that there was this man, Joseph, who the apostles called Barnabas, and that the scripture makes a point to tell us what his name means. And his name means son of encouragement. And the scripture says that Barnabas did this. That he owned a tract of land, so he sold it. And he brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. And what happens to the church when somebody sacrificially gives? The church is built up and the church is strengthened. Are y'all out there? I get this question asked a lot in this season that we are in. Chester, what are the finances looking like? Are we okay financially? Are the finances okay? And I'm glad to report to you that yes, we are and we're doing great. Amen? But look at me. Look at me. Every person in the room. Look at Chester for a second. I say this in all truth. This is as factual as everything else that I've said today. One of the ways we can encourage the church, not the building, the body, is that we give sacrificially into what God is doing, and it strengthens the church, and it builds up the body. I'm going to leave out names because I do not have permission to say these names publicly, but I'm going to tell a story. few weeks ago, this is probably a month ago, I had told some people privately before we even had our test service over here a couple weeks ago. 
I told some people privately about the armory and about how, about how, um, how much it would cost a month to meet here and all this kind of stuff. Does that make sense? And I told them privately. And, and so that was on like a Thursday. And then on a Sunday morning, this couple comes to me and they're talking to me and Missy. And this is what one of them said. Hear me. That night, we're going to have an overseer meeting, and we're going to talk about will we go to the armory and have a test service. Okay? Just a test service. and Check it out. This couple comes to me, and one person in this couple says to me, the Lord just told me. Now, I've had lots of people start a conversation with the Lord just told me. Sometimes the Lord told me, and sometimes the Lord didn't tell me. But a lot of people start that conversation. So I'm not always, when somebody says the Lord tell me, I'm going to test the Spirit because that's what the Scripture says to do. And we're going to submit that thing to the body, the prophetic body, and see if that's the word of the Lord. I'm, I am apprehensive is not the right word. I'm nervous. Anytime you're doing something big for God, if you're not a little bit nervous, you're probably insane. Or I like to say it this way, God will never ask you to do something that doesn't give you uh, 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 some sense of I have to walk by faith. I don't, I'm, if you walk around like, I mean, I've got nothing, you're full of what we call baloney. When God asks you to walk in faith, it, it feels like you having to walk by faith. And how many of you know what that feels like? So that's what I'm feeling that morning. And this couple walks up to me. The Lord says the armory thing's going to work out. And I said to this person, whoa, 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 whoa. We haven't even met as leadership team yet. I don't care. The Lord said this is going to work out. All right. That could be all, and that would have been encouraging. But this is what they said to me. We believe it so much that we're writing a check for first month's rent right now. First month's rent is how much? $1,500. And before we ever decided to have a test service. When we're still feeling our way through this thing. Walking gingerly. Trying not to misstep. The Lord says, this is going to work out. And I will put my money where the mouth is. And here's $1,500 to pay first month's rent. You don't think that your pastor was encouraged that day? You don't think... That I didn't walk into that meeting that night, feel like I could run through a brick wall in Jesus. I mean, I knew the Lord had been doing too many things, showing people too many things, and now there's money involved. A lot of times, talk is cheap until you make that talk expensive. And I'm here to tell you today, by faith, it is my prayer. That one of the ways we can encourage the church in this room is to all embrace a deeper level on some level of 
giving and making sure the church stays strong. Because that's kind of the point. To build up, to encourage, to strengthen the body. I do, I really do hope that it is a time in the future when I can go, oh, we need you to stop giving. There's biblical precedent for that. There is. We need you to calm down. You people full of Holy Ghost and faith. Let's got to slow our roll. I really hope that that day comes. But right now, what we need is strengthening. Right? We need strengthen. So, all I'm saying is there's many different ways to encourage the body, and giving is absolutely one of those ways to encourage the body. Amen? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Not even taking up an offering right now. But if you don't know how to text to give, it's written on the board. Okay? Stand up on your feet. Hannah, will you come? Very quickly. I'm not going to linger with this. I'm not trying to get done for the time of sake, but after all this, um, this shouldn't be hard. If you are in a place today and you need encouragement, I want you to get out of your seat quickly and just come to the front. Come on, right now. When you're in a place today where you need encouragement, I want you to get out of your seat and come to the front. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what you're going through. If you need encouragement, I want you to get out of your seat. And come to the front right now. Yeah, do that. Do what she did. Face them. Just spread out across the front. Spread out all across the front here. Anybody else? Hey, look at me. I want to tell you something. There's two kinds of people that come to church. Ones that need encouragement and ones that give encouragement. The third kind were ones who do nothing shouldn't exist. You're either in a position today where you need encouragement, or y'all here for y'all here for prayer? Just line up like they are right there. Or ones who are giving encouragement. This is how we're going to end this day. I want you to look across this room and look across this list of people, this, this line of people. And I want you to get out of your seat. I want you to come and just grab them by the hand and begin to encourage them, prophesy, pray for them, share a scripture with them, encourage them in the Lord. Also, I give you permission. If you look around the room and you see somebody, the Lord laid on, their, on your heart, go to them and do the same thing. So if we're going to take five or ten minutes. This is an official dismissal. If you need to leave, I'm asking you to be quiet and kind of quietly leave in the back. But if you want to stay and pray for one another, then let's do that. But we're going to pray, and then I want you to get out of your seat and come and just lay hands and, and, and uh, find somebody in the room to encourage in the Lord. Uh, those of you in this line, I want you to spread out. Go from wall to wall. Just spread out, spread out, spread out. Sister, go that way. There you go. There you go. Everybody lift your hands. Father God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would build your church through encouragement, that you would build up the people of God today. I pray that there would be a marked distinction of these people, this body, this church, that people would say, 
this is a place of encouragement. These are people of encouragement. That we would be marked by that. That every time we come together, when we leave, the body is built up and strengthened and encouraged. May it be one of the signs of this New Testament church. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Get out of your seat right now and come find somebody. Begin to lay hands and to prophesy. If there's somebody in the room that you look around and you see that just needs encouragement, just go to them, begin to prophesy, pray over them, encourage them.